the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So in the Gospel, we hear about a very good field. It's fertile. Somehow, though, although it's fertile, although it has a watchman that's watching it to make sure that the weeds don't grow with the wheat, we see somehow they're mixed together. And we can miss three very important facts about these, uh, the, this type of weed that's planted. First of all, what type of weeds were planted? It doesn't tell specifically what type of weeds were planted. But this type of weed, from one of our commentaries, tells us that it's more than likely a weed that is called darnel. Darnel is a poisonous plant whose roots would become intertwined with the rest of the wheat crop, which contaminates the flower, can cause poisonous can cause poison, can cause nausea, can even cause death. It's really a type of deadly, dangerous type of weed. This isn't just some regular type of weed. This person who planted it is seeking revenge and is seeking for people to die. Also, besides what type of weed that it is, also we have to pay attention to who planted the weeds with the wheat. It's very clear. Jesus tells us. He doesn't hide this information from us. Jesus says in today's gospel, and the enemy who sows the weeds is the devil. The devil is the one who, is the one who, who puts this very dangerous, this very uh, poisonous, deadly weed among the wheat. And also we have to pay attention to when the weeds were planted. The weeds weren't planted in, day, in, in, in broad daylight. They weren't planted during uh, broad daylight. It says, Jesus says, while everyone was asleep, asleep, while everybody was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and he went off. So it's not done right in front of us. And we may say, okay, so what does this have to do? Here we are, 2022. What does this have to do with us? And brothers and sisters, it has everything to do with us. And the reason it has everything to do with us is because there is a modern-day poisonous weed being planted today in our midst by the devil, and we have to wake up because we have fallen asleep to it. We have fallen asleep to it. And that poisonous, deadly weed is Proposal 3, which is on the ballot in our state to be voted on in five weeks. But many of us are so busy, kids, children, school, studies, friends, all good reasons why we're so busy. But that's exactly what the enemy wants. Fall asleep. Fall asleep. This is exactly how he works. This proposal is written in such a cunning, slick, and sneaky way that it's exactly how the devil works. It's not specific. It's very vague on purpose. And falling asleep to this demonic, poisonous, deadly weed affects children in the womb, parents, our children, women, and our state. This is not about politics. This is about a true, evil, poisonous, deadly, deadly weed that is trying to infiltrate into our church community, into our state, and amongst our children. And we better wake up. We better wake up, because if we fall asleep, generations to come will suffer. Falling asleep to this demonic, poisonous, deadly weed of Proposal 3 affects children in the womb. If Proposal 3 is passed in five weeks, late-term abortion will be legal. Currently, in Michigan, 
Late-term abortion, which means after 23 weeks, is illegal. So now what that means, if this proposal is passed, to the moment that the mother is pushing the child out of her womb, it will become legal for her to say, I don't want to do this. Terminate the pregnancy. To the moment. And it's written in such a vague way that this proposal right now, they're not saying this. But this proposal, what it could mean is that after the mother gives birth, she can also say, I don't want this child. Wake up. We have to wake up, brothers and sisters. We must wake up. I gave a talk at Oakland University last year to their medical students, those who are in medical school, about abortion. And I reminded them of their own science and their own medicine about what an embryo is. Because if this proposal gets passed, at nine months, and a mother can terminate her even after, then I just told those medical students, you're the smart ones, I told them, I'm not the medical science, I'm not a biology major, I don't know anything about science, but I'm just going to use your own facts and how this affects children in the womb. I told them at the moment of conception, the, sub, the second the sperm and egg are fertilized, that embryo is not a lump, a clump of cells. It has its own DNA, which means it's a person. There is no one else in that fertilized egg at the moment of conception that has that same DNA that anyone else in the world. I said, please correct me if I'm wrong. If we are brainwashed to think that an embryo is a clump of cells, brothers and sisters, you have fallen asleep. I don't care what we're being taught in our schools. We have fallen asleep. I told those medical students, I said, at five, week, at, five week, at five weeks, the child's heart is beating. Five weeks. Not the moment before the mother pushes the child out of the womb. At five weeks, it has a beating heart. I told them at 12 weeks, a child could feel pain. At 12 weeks, not the moment before the mother is going to push the child out of the womb. And as we know, they're using poison or tools to dismember these body parts. This child feels pain at 12 weeks. And we're saying the moment before the mother pushes the child out of the womb, I don't want it anymore. And we say, well, it's not a child. This is what this proposal wants to do. I told them at 20 to 22 weeks, the child can hear and recognize a mother's voice. Here we are, all inclusive, and we need to take care of the poor, and this and that, and this. everyone's lives matter, and this and that. But we have forgotten that a child in the womb can feel pain, has a beating heart, can recognize the mother's voice, and we're going to fall asleep to this. But the pr- proposal ignores, ignores all of that. And we're called to say to the most vulnerable, weakest, poorest people in the world, the child in the womb without a voice, and say, no. This is not a Catholic teaching. This is not a Christian doctrine. This is science. This is medicine. So number one, falling asleep to this demonic, poisonous, deadly weed of Proposal 3 not only affects children in the womb, it affects parents and our children, future children, our grandchildren, our little brothers and sisters for generations to come. We could sit back today and be like, you know what, I'm not really into politics. And I'm not really sure what that is in a mother's womb, but it really has nothing to do with me. No. If this proposal is passed in five weeks, it will affect generations to come. We will be dead in a tomb. And those 
parents and children will be affected because we fell asleep. Proposal 3 is called the Reproductive Freedom for All. For all. Very vague. For all. Which is very dangerous because for all includes our children and grandchildren and generations to come, like I said, who are minors. If Proposal 3 is passed in five weeks in Michigan, it will allow minors, our little brothers and sisters, in elementary school, in middle school, in high school, to have an abortion obtain contraception, and even offer sterilization, which is a surgery to move certain body parts because I don't want to get pregnant. Can you imagine our children in school? Because that's what's going to happen. Our children in school, and they're going to say over the intercom, and this sounds ridiculous, but just listen to it, over the intercom, uh, boys and girls in uh, room 112 will be having a, a, a nurse here, and you can, if you, if you want to talk to anybody about sterilization, if you need contraception, or if, if you want to have an abortion, please, there's a nurse waiting for you. Listen to the cunning language, the slick language. And without your parents' permission, if this proposal's passed, it will say, you parents, be quiet. They don't have to ask your permission. You have nothing to say. Please be quiet. We don't need your consent. School employees will be able to help and counsel our children to counsel them about gender confusion and walk them through gender modification options without your, without your permission as parents. You will have no say in it. You must be 17 to pierce your ears, 18 to get a credit card, 21 to drink alcohol, but who cares how old you are? You want to have an abortion, that's up to you. Come, we'll counsel. You're confused about your gender. What schools can now counsel about this. Our children, nephews, nieces, siblings deserve better than this deadly, poisonous weed of Proposal 3. Wake up. Wake up. Falling asleep to this demonic, poisonous, deadly weed of Proposal 3 affects our women. I told the medical students at Oakland University last year that the Catholic Church has a reputation of hating women and only caring about children in the womb. But brothers and sisters, I reminded them, and I remind you today, from their own medical and scientific statistics of what abortion does to women who decide to terminate their pregnancy. Women with a history of abortion have higher rates of anxiety by 34%. Higher rates of depression by 37%, higher rates of alcohol use by 110%, and a higher rate of suicidal behavior by 155% compared to those who kept their child. And we hate women. We love women. We care about women. We want better for our women than this proposal. This is what we want. If Proposal 3 is passed in five weeks in the state of Michigan, women will no longer be offered an ultrasound to see their child's beating heart, toes, fingers, which is currently what needs to be done in Michigan. And because of that, 7,518 babies last year were saved because of an ultrasound. But right now they're getting rid of that. No more ultrasound if Proposal 3 is passed. Health and safety requirements for abortion facility standards will be removed. I can give you an abortion in the side of the street. I can do this. I can do that. No more standards. A doctor no longer, if this is proposed, is, is passed, a doctor no longer has to be the one who performs the abortion. It could be a nurse, any type of medical professional. And our women deserve better than the deadly poisonous weed of Proposal 3. Wake up. Wake up. Finally, falling asleep to this demonic, poisonous, deadly weed of Proposal 3 
affects our community. Oftentimes we wonder, why does God allow school shootings? Why sudden car accidents? Why this? Why that? God doesn't want that. But when we invite evil into our state, evil things will ha- other evils will happen. We think, this doesn't affect me. It's not that big of a deal. But if we love each other, and we love those future generations to come, we say, we don't want this evil in our state. We don't want to be the murder capital in the United States. Where people from other states are coming to our state, and that brings more evil into our own state and our own church community. More crime will happen. Many evils will happen. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that, that we can wake up because this is how the enemy works. And this homily isn't meant to cause division and tension as we've seen so far in our church community. This homily isn't to bring shame and judgment for men and women who ever paid for an abortion or actually has had an abortion themselves. That is the past. Jesus is merciful. God is good. God forgives. Amen? Amen. Amen. He forgives. This is not that type of homily. No shame. No judgment. Because that's of the past. We're talking about what we can do right now. Today, right now, today, this, for the upcoming future, for our upcoming brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews, and for strangers we won't even know. So what do we do over these next five weeks until Election Day on 11-8, November 8th? First, we pray and we fast. Prayer is powerful. We pray and we fast. October is the month of the rosary. Second, we vote. If this is passed, it will be codified, and I'm not a legal attorney, but that means forever. That no one in the future will be able to say, we don't want this in Michigan anymore. It will be codified into law, and it will be legal forever. So nothing can change. And so voting no on Proposal 3 on November 8th is very important. Very important. I'm not talking about me just voting. Get the car filled. Brothers, sisters, those over 18, make sure our parents are registered. Make sure our aunts and uncles, and even if they don't speak English, we pack the car and we go. We show God that life is important. We declare our faith all day. It's time to demonstrate our faith and not fall asleep. So besides praying and fasting, besides voting... Finally, we educate ourselves, and we educate others. Don't take my word for it. Go do your own research. I've done my research, and it's time for you to do your research as well. Educate yourselves and educate people. Again, not just Christians and Catholics. Your next-door neighbor. Go to your next-door neighbor and say to your next-door neighbor, hey, do you know as a parent your rights are going to be taken away if this proposal is going to be, is going to, to, to be codified into law? Hey, do you know what's going on? Do you see what's happening? Forget God, forget the Bible, forget Christianity, forget everything. This is the reality of what we're dealing with. So speak up, talk, get the word out. Because that's exactly what we are called to do. Brothers and sisters, many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the most holy Eucharist. What will he find in your soul? What will he find in my soul? A soul that has fallen asleep because they will do nothing to uproot the deadly, poisonous weed of Proposal 3 which has been planted by the devil? Or will Jesus find a soul that is alive and awake 
because they will pray, they will vote, they will educate themselves and others to the deadly poisonous weed of Proposal 3, which has been planted by the devil. Brothers and sisters, we have a very, very, very important decision to make. So together, as a church community, as a family, we stand up and we say, God is good and life is from God at all stages, from the womb to the tomb. Amen?